this is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. My most recent blog post suggested a spring cleaning for our internal environment, that is. And the best way to do this is by following a format with which we are all familiar. Choose fresh vegetables, steamed or roasted, whole grains, and lean proteins. Infuse them with lots of flavor from citrus, garlic, and fresh springtime herbs. We've all heard of this. We've all known that we should just do it. But sometimes it takes a recipe to sort of get us outside our typical menus and inspire us in this direction toward health. My most recent post contains a recipe for a lemon garlic salmon bowl over farro served over mixed greens. I'll share the recipe for that in this podcast, as well as revisit a post from a little over a year ago for another farro bowl from a different source that actually riffs on salad niçoise, which I think is a really great idea before the season for fresh tomatoes by infusing the farro with tomato juice. This is one that's far outside most people's typical menus and does require purchasing a few specialty items, but I think the flavor combination's well worth it. But first, what is farro exactly? Some readers and listeners might be asking. Simply put, it is an ancient form of wheat, one of the many varieties of wheat that existed before sort of a single hybridized wheat that we commonly consume in just about any food product containing wheat that's made into our modern day flour supply. Before this advent, there were lots of different kinds of grains that were consumed as wheat, milled into flour, sort of all related within this wheat family. Farro is one of those, and it's been popularized by Italian cuisine, where it's used quite often. And to sort of confuse the matter, the Italians refer to farro as actually several different species, again, kind of all related. The smallest of these is actually einkorn. The next step up is the medium farro, which is a species known as emmer. And then the largest is spelt. People sometimes interchange all these labels and confuse them. One of the most important things to remember when purchasing farro to cook, though, is to pay close attention to whether it is pearled or semi-pearled like barley. The texture of farro is similar to barley. The taste is nutty, and it's got that you know dense kind of whole grain chew. But it does take a long time to cook if it's not soaked overnight. So pearled and semi-pearled farro are best for quickly steaming like these two recipes call for. So look for those. They'll probably even be available in grocery stores that have bulk bins. If you're unable to find farro, you could substitute barley in both of these recipes. 
So for the lemon garlic salmon farro bowl, you can find this recipe on the April 15th post to my blog under the headline, Make Salmon Farro for Spring Cleanse. It calls for the zest and juice of one large lemon, two tablespoons olive oil, and you'll need a little more for brushing the fish, two garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, one teaspoon dried oregano, freshly ground black pepper to taste, one pound boneless skinless salmon filet, kosher salt to taste, two sweet potatoes that have been diced or cut into half moons. You could peel those or not peel them. It depends on the thickness of the peel and the variety of sweet potato you're using. Yellow flesh sweet potatoes tend to have a thinner peel. Some people really like the peel of the sweet potato actually and it does add fiber. You also need a half bunch thin asparagus, the woody ends snapped off and cut the rest into two inch pieces. One cup cherry tomatoes, two cups mixed salad greens, one cup farro, again, cooked according to package directions. Look for the pearled or semi-pearled variety and a pinch of fresh chopped dill, which was a topic of a recent column I produced for the Mail Tribune that delved into recipes with dill. Those are in addition to a lemon yogurt dressing that does echo the flavors of the marinade, but it's for drizzling on top of the dish when it's finished. So to make that, in a bowl, stir together the juice of one lemon, one tablespoon rice wine vinegar, champagne vinegar, one large peeled and minced garlic clove, a half cup plain whole milk Greek yogurt, two tablespoons regular extra virgin olive oil, and salt and pepper to taste. So begin the main part of this dish by preheating the oven to 425 degrees. In a medium bowl, whisk together the zest and juice of the lemon, the two tablespoons olive oil, and the two peeled and minced garlic cloves, along with the teaspoon dried oregano. Grind in some black pepper and then whisk again. Line a cookie sheet with a large piece of foil and brush a little olive oil over the surface of the foil. Pat the salmon filet or filets, depending on how much they weigh, you want about a pound. Dry with a paper towel, then season on both sides with some kosher salt. Place the fish on top of the foil and drizzle some of the lemon garlic sauce. The one with the oregano whisked up with the olive oil, not the one with the yogurt for the dressing. Drizzle some of that on top and fold the foil over the fish to create a packet. Place the two diced or sliced sweet potatoes, the half bunch thin asparagus that's been trimmed and cut into two inch pieces, and the cup of cherry tomatoes in a large bowl and pour the remaining lemon garlic sauce, again, the one with the oregano, over the top and toss to coat. Place those vegetables on a second cookie sheet and season with more salt and pepper and place in the preheated oven, roast those until they're fork tender and the tomatoes have started to burst for about 12 to 15 minutes. Remove from the oven and cover with foil to keep warm. Now it's time to cook the fish in the same preheated oven for 12 to 15 minutes or until it's almost cooked through at the thickest part. You wanna keep an eye on this because the time will vary depending on the thickness of the filets. A thicker filet, of course, is going to take longer to cook through. Remove the fish from the oven and open up the foil to uncover the top surface and then turn your oven on to broil. Broil the fish for three to five minutes, watching closely so it doesn't burn. The salmon's done when the top is starting to brown and has a slightly crusty texture. 
Remove the fish from the oven, allow to cool for a few minutes, and cut it into large pieces or flake it with a fork. Divide the two cups mixed salad greens between two large bowls. Then spoon as much of that cooked farro on top as you like. Add roasted veggies, the sweet potatoes, and asparagus and tomatoes around the perimeter in top with the roasted fish. Drizzle on the lemon yogurt dressing and garnish with some chopped fresh dill. And that makes two servings of lemon garlic salmon farro bowl from Tribune News Service, posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, on April 15th, under the headline, Make Salmon Farro for Spring Cleanse. So now for another farro and fish bowl, we're going back to my blog post from February 12th last year, 2020, under the headline, Build Bowls with Versatile Ancient Grain. And this one is smoky tomato farro grain bowls with tuna and olives from the Los Angeles Times. This recipe just really jumped out at me. It's just such a different take on this grain bowl concept, I find, which you know, tends to have a lot of different variations on sort of the same theme, like the one we just saw, some sort of roasted meat, some sort of roasted or steamed veggies, maybe a creamy sauce to give it some interest, some greens and grains. But this one really combines distinctive flavors, including some smoked paprika, the spicy variety, some tuna packed in olive oil. You want some really good quality tuna here as well as radicchio, that bitter chicory family green. It's actually not green, it's like magenta. And you don't see it used in a lot of recipes because it can be a little off-putting to people. But in this application, it just provides such a nice counterpoint. I wrote a column about chicories last winter explaining that when you pair things with the bitter notes of chicories, the sweeter flavors are sweeter and the sour flavors are more sour. That bitter backdrop gives the palate something to land on in contrast with these other flavors in a really lovely way. So for smoky tomato farro grain bowls with tuna and olives, you can go back and find this recipe on my February 12th, 2020 post under the headline, Build Bowls with Versatile Ancient Grain by entering farro. F-A-R-R-O in the search field on the right-hand corner magnifying glass on the Mail Tribune's website at mailtribune.com and find this recipe fairly easily from February 12th, 2020. It calls for three tablespoons extra virgin olive oil, one small onion that's been peeled and finely diced, one small red bell pepper that's been cored and finely diced, kosher salt to taste, three garlic cloves have been peeled and minced, one teaspoon hot pimenton, which is another name for smoked paprika, two cups farro, again, you're looking for the pearled or semi-pearled variety, that's about 14 ounces, two tablespoons sherry vinegar, one can tomato juice concentrate, they're usually in 11 and a half ounce cans, it'll be about one and a half cups that you need. Two tins high-quality tuna packed in olive oil. Those will probably be four ounces a piece. Or sometimes they're sold in a slightly larger can that's like seven and a half ounces. That would suffice as well here, one of those larger cans. A half cup good olives, and that's any sort of marinated, brine-cured 
olive. There's a wide variety of types out there. Kalamata being one, Picheline from France being another. They often come in a mixed assortment in grocery stores. You could get a bunch of different types in one container. One small head radicchio that's been cored and chopped, one Persian or other small cucumber sliced, and a quarter cup chopped flat leaf parsley. In a large saucepan over medium heat, heat the three tablespoons extra virgin olive oil. Add the small onion that's been peeled and finely diced, as well as the small red bell pepper that's been cored and finely diced. Season with some salt and cook, stirring occasionally until those are a little tender for about five minutes. Add the three peeled and minced garlic cloves, the teaspoon smoked hot paprika, and a pinch of salt. Stir well for one minute. Raise the heat to high and stir in the two cups farro. Add the two tablespoons sherry vinegar, stirring and cooking until the acidic smell burns off. And then that can of tomato juice concentrate, about one and a half cups, along with one and a quarter cups cold water. Cover and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat to low and simmer, stirring and scraping the bottom of the pot occasionally until the farro is tender and the water is absorbed. And that'll take about 20 to 25 minutes. Remove from the heat and let sit covered for 10 minutes. Gently fold the farro to evenly mix all of those ingredients, the bell pepper and onion, then let cool to room temperature. It can be refrigerated by itself in an airtight container for up to a week. When you're ready to make these grain bowls, divide the cooked farro among four bowls or as many as six, depending on the serving size you want. This makes up to six servings. And top with some of that high quality tuna packed in olive oil, a couple of ounces on each salad, along with some of the olives. You're starting with a half cup, so you may want four to five olives on each salad a handful of the radicchio, some slices of the cucumber, and maybe a tablespoon or so of that chopped fresh flat leaf parsley. Drizzle with more olive oil and a splash of sherry vinegar and sprinkle lightly with a little sea salt. A nice sort of coarse salt like Malden salt or celery would be lovely on this. And the assembled grain bowl also can be refrigerated in an airtight container if you want to make this ahead for up to eight hours. And that makes four to six servings of smoky tomato farro grain bowls with tuna and olives from the February 12th, 2020 post to my blog, The Whole Dish, under the headline, Build Bowls with Versatile Ancient Grain at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.